on this week's episode of Third and Forever. Kevin and I break down all of the picks that our teams made on Thursday through Saturday. Mo- most of the picks. Most of the picks. Uh, the, the top two day picks. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some other breaking news that happened either on draft night or over the weekend. There we got some some league-wide news. All right, let's go. Episode of Third Forever presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joining us always by my co host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, the draft is done. Yeah, and your demeanor is not appropriate. This mean? is an emergency pot. It's an emergency pot. Even I guess. though we knew the draft was coming, <laughs> it's an emergency. Yeah, when, when because we, we're back. When we mentioned that we're going to be doing every two weeks or bi weekly in the offseason, we forgot to mention, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll have a pre-draft and a, we got to have a post-draft. We like, also didn't like plan it out at all, so I think we're at like three in a row now. I don't yeah, remember, but something uh, like that. Yeah, and so this is this is the emergency pod. Yep. Uh, because little did we know, but a bunch of players were going to get drafted last week. <laughs> and, it's not like he was on the calendar for for months, and it was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It was. It had it had its ups and its downs. It really did, which is better than I can say for most years as yeah. a Packer fan. Not just downs. Yeah, so we're we're doing this again. It's just me and Kevin in the studio. Dustin is on a cruise. He's abandoning us. I don't know if he's on the cruise yet. He was in like I think he is. He is now. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, he is by the time you're listening. He's on, he's on the cruise, so he is going somewhere in the Gulf, doing something. Good Lord will, and he won't come back. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk primarily, as I mentioned in the intro, about our team's top like first and second day picks, just because our teams made a lot of picks. I think the Packers made eleven. The Vikings, I think, were like made 10, a lot of made a lot of moves. Let's yeah. say that. So we'll we'll uh, talk about it a little bit here. I don't know if we, should we start with the Vikings. I guess just in terms of the Vikings were the most gracious team out there. So I think it's only <laughs> fair that you guys should start. I see, think I want to return the favor. See, you say you say that. And then, like, we're, we'll, we'll actually get into what actually happened. So, uh, as we mentioned. <laughs> what actually happened? Yeah, because you're, like, talking okay, about, so like, who, we, who, we, who did you guys take at 12? So, here's what happened. We are sitting at 12. This is how the board shaped up, which, on our mock, we didn't make any trades. So, there was a, there were going to be a couple runs on players that happened. Well, defense went immediately. The top five picks were all defensive players, um, starting off with Trayvon Walker and then Aiden Hutchinson. And then we got the the first wrinkle uh, that was kind of had some smoke to it leading up to it, which Houston, Houston taking Derek Stingley Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number three. Then the Jets followed suit and took Sauce Gardner at four. And then the Giants took Kayvon Thibodeau uh, at five. So it was the first time, I think, since like 1991 or something that the top five picks were all defensive players. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And we saw a couple defensive or of offensive linemen, Iki Aquanu and Evan Neal taken at six and seven to the Panthers Giants. The Panthers did not take Malik Willis. Malik Willis took quite a tumble. Uh, yeah, that had, was he had to wait a while that, for that. That take it aged was bold. like it was a bold fine and milk. It, yeah, it just oh, it curdled fast. Oh, it was not great. Uh, and then at eight, what we talked about. The the Falcons went receiver like we said they would, mm-hmm. but they opted for their their type. They went with size and the frame instead of the the speedy speed. the speed. So they went with Drake London, who I, I as I've mentioned before, I don't get it. You hate him. I don't you get think it. He sucks. <laughs> he just he's the worst. He, like he has size, yeah, but like he doesn't have the separation. I, that, I like, feel like has. you need to like Drake London needs to be your guy to hate, <laughs> like how I have. Uh, you know, a couple the guys you might have heard of, like that you Tom Brady and Aaron are like Donald, all pro, like best one of the best. Of what their if positions Drake London ever? becomes like an insane phenomenon at receiver? I feel like you need to own that. I feel like going That's forward, fair. we That's need fair. to keep a pulse. Oh, I have no, I have no Drake problem. London. Like, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't view him like I think Kyle Pitts has better separation than Drake London. Like, I just don't get it. Why not have 
the other guy that doesn't do what Kyle Pitts does. Well, we'll see. You know, and it's worse. easy. It's easy to to call out yeah, these we'll rookies. They, yeah, and, they haven't played a single snap. So yeah, it's a lot harder to call out guys who you know may have had Hall of Fame careers, careers maybe the best at their yeah, respective right. positions ever in the history of football. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, and then it went Charles Cross at nine. The Jets then took Garrett Wilson, which, you know, I'm not shocked by. I thought they would have gotten Jamison Williams if Garrett Wilson went to the Falcons, but the, they did. The Wilson to Wilson connection. The Wilson to Wilson yeah, connection. It's going to be, it's going to be electric. Yeah. And then the Saints, the first move of the, of the first round, they traded up with Washington. They gave Washington, um, I believe it was their, they give them both their first rounds. No, they kept the, the second one. So they moved up. Uh, they gave Washington their 16, and I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they gave them a couple mid-rounds here and there. Yeah, but, yeah, 16 and change for 11. Which was shocking because Washington was big fans of Olave, and he was right there, um, and the Saints took Olave. So I don't know if that yeah. backfired for the the uh, commanders. Well, I, I think that sometimes we fall into this trap when we're kind of predicting what's going to happen in these situations. And it's the fallacy of rational ownership where we assume that every team is going to make the right decision for themselves. And you have a team like the commanders and Dan Snyder that has showed us so many times that they are willing to do not that. This is probably just a situation where we gave them too much credit. Yeah. And and I thought it was like, okay, they trade down. Maybe they'll make the right decision later. And I mean, we'll get there. They didn't. They did not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, if there's anyone going to be in this draft receiver that's going to turn into be a Jalen Rieger, I think it's Jahan Dotson. Like, those Jays, man, they'll get you. I know. I just, I don't know. And also, Jahan Dotson, way too similar to Josh Dotson, the guy they they took. Um, And he was terrible. So. Not great. Uh, Not good vibes. And then we get to 12. We get to so 12, the and the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings are Vikings on the clock. Vikings are on the clock. And we had the board of Jamison Williams there, Kyle Hamilton there, Jordan Davis there, um, and obviously, like, Trent McDuffie, like, the other. Like Trevor Penning, Zion Johnson, some decent offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to go tackle, so I wasn't worried about that. I think It's if a really we, cool linebacker still out there. Which... Linebacker? Quay Walker. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll um, get to that. I'm going to head of so ourselves. So the Vikings then decided to trade the pick. They traded down, which we expected that would happen. And there was a lot of rumors that we would trade down, or at least some even said we would go up. We were going to be moving off of 12. That seemed to be all the signs pointed to that. So we traded the number 12 and the 46th pick to the Lions for 32, 34, and 66. So end of the first round, top of the second, top of the third. Um, Here is where you have some fans just instantly calling for Kwesi's head. Um, We traded with a division opponent. Well, and and let's let's not overlook that because at least he only did it once. Yeah. (laughs) So here here's I, I can already tell you're just waiting for it. So this is where I'm salivating. The logic, yeah, kind of sits in. You have to assume if you're Quasi, you know, like the, you know, the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, your division opponents will come calling. Like they're gonna, pe- that happens all the time. Um, he's going under the assumption that these teams that are calling them, the Lions and Packers, are going to trade up regardless. If they don't get go up at twelve like the Lions, they're gonna get going at thirteen. That's a fair assumption to make. They are gonna be calling that same people. If we say no, yeah, they're going to trade up right after us. Yeah, and and if we're not going to and if we're not going to be taking Jamison Williams, then it's like we can't stop them from taking him unless we take him. But but, but my that, my question for you, yeah, now my rebuttal to that, why why not take Jamison Williams? Why why not take Kyle we, Hamilton? They clearly feel better about the receiving core. Than what are, than taking just imagine Jamison adding Jamison I, I understand to that I understand court. but there are other pressing needs I, I would be that's a the thing wreck right now I I gauge the Vikings draft on how upset I would be if a thing had happened like you know my my reaction is the same way I judge the Packers but it's just the inverse I would have been beside myself if you guys took Jamison Williams here and 
and even Kyle Hamilton, I would have been, I would have been bummed about because I think that those two guys are difference makers for sure, and everyone else is kind of, kind of a gamble. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I just the other part of it too that I, I thought about a lot because I haven't really thought about trading within your division in the draft a yeah. lot. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I mean, well, we typically don't see that. Yeah, but the the point is. My, the point I was making is that you assume that these teams will be trading up. If they're calling you, you know they are calling 13 and 14, you know, the teams right after you. Yeah. So they're going to be giving up capital. Why not you be the team? If you don't want anyone on the board, if there's no one on the board that you want at 12 or at 34 mm-hmm. that you want, why not benefit from the value that they're giving up? Yes, you, you, can't, you can't run a team... And the notion of I'm trying to do everything I can to make to stop my division opponents getting better in the draft, even though I'm not benefiting from that. Yeah, so like that's that's the thing where Quasi is looking to how can I make the Vikings the best team possible, and that's where he's doing, and that's straight analytics on his part. That's where you can see how he values. Do I want to try to land that one elite player, like one elite player at 12, possibly Kyle Hamilton, or do I try to trade that value and acquire two or three good players that can impact right away? That That's the value that he's outweighing. So that's why yeah. I don't have an issue with it value-wise. Ideally, I would have liked to get more from the Lions. Yes. I would have liked to keep 46. Granted, he still made ways... To get, I mean, we moved up to 42, which we'll talk about how we got from, you know, we didn't have to stick with 66 or 59 that we got from you guys. Yeah. We moved up to 42. So Th- this, this move though, to me seems like you're depending on which calculator you put these picks into, you can get a slight advantage one way or the other, which to me says it's, it's fairly neutral. Yeah. And, and every, the, the only like uh, trade value charts out there that don't favor the Vikings winning the Lions trade are the older models, the ones that that sit on just basic like static, like pick twelve val- is this much value, and it, that yeah. it's always fluctuating with draft classes. But but all that to say that you guys did not have a large noteworthy gain from this trade in terms of total value. And if Jamison Williams is awesome, you're going to have to deal with the fact that you literally handed him to your division rival for the rest of his Let, career. Let's be real here. It's it's Detroit. That's where I don't have an issue it's with Jamison Calvin Williams. Calvin Johnson in Detroit and was how, a problem. How, not, I mean, for maybe once a game, but usually they lost those games. Yeah, but like this is also, Detroit isn't going to be completely hapless We don't forever. know that. We don't know that. Well, they, and you guys are helping them to recover here. They had a good draft. The, the pick that they had at with Jamison Williams, yes, he has a high ceiling. He, yeah. I, I've been on here saying that he was my favorite receiver in the group of five that were slotted to go in the first round. That being said, he is a receiver that is going to help a win-now team. The Lions are nowhere near contending. Well, he's a receiver that's going to help any team he goes to because he's talented. Correct. Like, but he, he is not his to be impact, on a win-now team. The impact that he has is going to be dwarfed to the other teams that he could have landed on. Like, if he were to— I mean, like, maybe, but it's still, it just seems like a weird choice where you're saying, okay, and they're going to trade up and they're going to get somebody else. It, it seemed odd. Now, I'm, the only thing that I don't understand what Detroit did was give up— 32 and 34 and 66. That is their first, second, and uh, or one of their firsts. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't trade two. Uh, they're one of their firsts, their first, second pick, and their top of their third pick for a receiver. Now, that is where I'm saying but they have a lot of holes on that roster. That's why my yeah, whole but I think, point. I think that they viewed Jamison Williams as like a game breaker kind of guy, like a big, high profile guy that they, they are, really wanted. And and again, it it's a gamble, and it's a gamble that we did not need to take at receiver. So I'm okay with doing that when our defense has either aging pieces like Harrison Smith, or just has holes where we are proven corner we have is Patrick Peterson. Other than that, we got a couple acquisitions. 
guy that flashes a little bit in Cam Danzler or a you know a, a fine guy in a slot that we picked up from the Packers, Chandon Sullivan. But other than that, nothing really proven there. So we have holes on defense in this secondary, no, which you guys, we you guys filled with do, those and I with don't, the picks that we got from them. Yeah, and I don't disparage the trade on its face in terms of trading this pick. If you didn't want to take Jamison Williams, I get that. But trading it to a division rival is still something that I have an issue with just from like a gamesmanship perspective. But, but do you, do you see my point in that you, you go on in the assumption that they will be trading up regardless. So would, why let the Eagles, they were at 13 benefit from the value that they'd be getting from the Lions. 32, 34 and 66 is good value. Like it is the only thing that made it not as like a slam dunk is trade. He gave up is he gave up forty six. Yeah, but it didn't matter. We picked at forty two anyway. You make further trades. That's the only thing. And I guarantee you, I'm sure that was the starting ask. Like they came asking, like what what's got to take to go to twelve? Quasey probably said thirty two, thirty four, and sixty six for twelve. And they're like, no, I can't do it. And I'm sure like, we don't know yeah. the negotiation oh, starting process. There's probably negotiations going so on. So it's not I like just... it's not like the Lions called and said, This is what the trade offer is, and Quasi goes, Deal, I'm in. Like he, like there's all well, first of all, you don't, don't know. know that. You are but rampantly you don't, speculating. But you also don't know You're, that he you, did it. You just said in back to back sentences, I'm sure that this was the first offer, and then okay. the next sentence you, you honestly, said, but we don't you know. Honestly what the believe was. you honestly believe at any GM in the no, NFL. I don't care what the I don't care what the negotiation was, I care what the deal was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. And I think that the deal on its face isn't that great, and you're giving a potential game changer to a guy that or a team that you're gonna have to play twice a year. I think that's stupid, and I think it's stupid to do it twice in one draft. Let's let's get to what we did in the second round because if you're comparing, well, so are we gonna stop going through the first now, or I, I feel like we should go through the whole first and well, then we can I get into I, depth I, of our teams. Since, I think since we're on the the Vikings, I think just 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 stay here for a second. Okay. So since you keep because you keep bringing up the second round, yeah, you keep bringing it up, and <laughs> I know we have been on record here, at least you have, for not praising Christian Watson. No. So let's let's talk about. How it shaped up where so so we're we're gonna go now, we're gonna jump from your traded pick to no, the so front this, of the second. How you round. got how yeah, so how we this we use This is so out of order. No, we this use is be 32. very confusing. We use it's not we should just go through the first round and get there when we get there. But we're not we want to spend more time on our teams here, Kevin. Yeah, I know. So you go so through that's it why quickly. I'm, I'm gonna we just go spent to twenty 32. minutes delegating a trade that your team did. Correct. And with that trade we took at thirty two, Lewis Seen. Okay. Safety from Georgia. Okay. Um he has the ability to be a day one starter, probably will be a day one starter with the departure of Xavier Woods. Um, I don't see, I mean, Cam Bynum is the other safety. It's hard to see him, you know, not being leapfrogged by Lewis Seen, especially when we yeah. spent a day one on him. And, and if Seen isn't the starter right away, he will be by he the will end of the be. year. Yeah. And, and at the very least, maybe Bynum works his way in whenever Harrison Smith retires. Um, Harrison Smith is going to be 33 or he's, he's 33. And so he's probably got a few more years. He's, he's obscenely old. He's falling apart. It seems <laughs> I actually, I do like this pick for you guys yeah. because like we talked about, even, I mean, you know, post trade down two more corners went off the board. There just wasn't really a value here at 32 at corner for you guys. And, no. And I think that, you know, I, I've heard good things about seeing. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's he called the defense yeah. for Georgia for the the best defense for sure last year in college football, arguably one of the uh, best you, ever. You, you can't go wrong with Georgia defenders, as I have said for a very long time, and yeah. I've never wavered yeah, on you, that. You never once wavered. No, um, never been upset about a Georgia. So defender. I I'm I'm a fan of the the pick here. Um, I don't mind that. Like, well, we took a safety. Why didn't I just take Kyle Hamilton at twelve? It's like I think the value of having. Lewis Seen, which then turned into Andrew Booth, is better than, say, you take Kyle Hamilton at 12 and you settle for, I don't know, Jalen Petrie or so, whoever might have been there at 46. Um, I think you can make that argument. I, I think, you know, it's impossible to know what all these guys become. Right. But you're looking at a lower tier in either safety or corner, and you're already kind of at a low tier in corner. Yeah. And so I... I I, I think the value of having a better corner that we got in the second round and Lewis seen in round one 
outweigh. My whole point is they outweigh Kyle Hamilton in whatever corner we would have got yeah, later. Because I don't fair. think I don't think Booth would have been there at forty six, uh, which obviously we proved that he wouldn't be. So then we at thirty four, uh, we had the option to take. You know, a lot of people were calling for Andrew Booth at thirty four. We opted. We didn't like that value there, so we traded with the Packers. For their 53rd and 59th overall pick. The Packers? Yes. Your rivals? Yeah. Uh, the Packers then, shocking no one, really. I mean, no. after what they did in round one, I of mean, course they're going to do we're it. We're all out of shock. So yeah. they took the North Dakota State uh, receiver Christian Watson. They drafted a cor- they drafted a receiver. In the second, as um, they always do. So we dra- they drafted him. We then moved back in like further up by trading 53 77 and 192 to the Colts for 42 and 122 to move uh so we were back on the clock at 42 which we then took Andrew Booth the corner from Clemson uh who every single scout you look at say he would have been a first round corner probably a later round first round corner like Trent McDuffie was had he not had some injuries last year um I think he can come in and contend for a starting spot opposite Patrick Peterson right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very least, be in a, in a serious play time on defense. Um, plays well. Uh, Why didn't you guys trade that pick to the Bears? Does Quasey hate the Bears? Yeah, we didn't make any trades with the Bears. That was interesting. Which, like, we're waiting on He it. hates Ryan Poles. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the last couple guys I want to just shout out before we talk about leading into what the Packers got in the in the first and second and third and fourth round. Do we have first round picks? What? Did we have first round picks? Yeah, you did guys I, did. did I but I, I, I'm, okay. I'm still still going with the Vikings here. We're, okay. It's okay. going to be a little harder, but we're going to start Vikings first. No, 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 first, I got you. Packers. I got you. I got you. Um, then at 59, uh, the Vikings took uh, interior offensive lineman Ed Ingram out of LSU. Uh, based on how Bradbury was and how Ole Udo was, he can come in and have a chance to start either center or right guard right away. Um, it's going to fill the Dozier hole. We'll definitely see how. I mean, I, I think it's you know good value there, especially for him too. And against high competition in the SEC, uh, it's 66. We took linebacker Brian Asamoa out of Oklahoma. He is a rangy athletic linebacker that can help fit a the new 3-4 scheme that we're running with Ed Donatello running the defense, um, also has an opportunity to see the field early on in the season. And uh, the last major guy I want to highlight is cornerback Caleb Evans. Uh, he picked him at 118. He is a athletic, big-bodied corner, which, you know, very raw. He doesn't have a whole lot of technique yet. Um, but taking him in the fourth round, it's pretty low risk. But it's the thing to note about him, Quasey, this is the guy that Quasey spent a lot of time scouting and looking at pre-draft. He quoted, he was like, spent a lot of time in dark rooms, like watching this guy's film. And he was just hoping that, you know, he would fall as far as he did. And so that that's something that's interesting to see. I mean, we were as a team that has made some good mid-round picks, whether that's, uh, you know, um, um, oh man, he can't think of one. <laughs> Eric Kendricks, <laughs> linebacker Eric Kendricks in the third round, or Stephon Diggs in the fifth round. I mean, we we find value in the mid round, at least in the old regime. So we'll see how how Quasey does. Obviously, this is his first draft as GM, so we'll see. Um, the last noteworthy one, which I thought was interesting when I saw we draft for this, was running back out of North Carolina, Ty Chandler. Uh, we took him. I think he was like in the fifth or sixth round. Um, he's a little guy, isn't he? He like I, a bowling ball. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's kind of built, but he's explosive, and he's really good at catching the ball too. So he's a dual threat running back um, with a good burst and good top I, end. I speed. forget what bowl game they were playing, but I was watching it, and my girlfriend walked into the room, like saw the TV, and went, "He's so little," because <laughs> he mm-hmm. was just, and you know, he's standing next so to linemen. It, and it stuff. was interesting just because of you know, obviously we have Dalvin Cook and um, uh, um, fuck. I'm Madison? Com- I'm completely. Alexander Madison yeah? and uh, Fake fans. Uh, Kene, Kene uh, Wanu. So we have running backs. Like we have good running backs on our roster. So we'll see how. I, I'm interested to see how he's incorporated in the offense. So that's kind of the guys that I just 
noted. We have you so know, what? What's your overall grade? So my overall grade to this is I give it a B to a B plus. So anywhere how you want to put that. I don't think it was any, it was very splashy. You give it like an eighty seven. Yeah. Okay. Like an yeah anywhere from you know eighty six to eighty seven and a half, kind of just around that range. So I don't think it was a very splashy like a splashy draft by any means, but we picked defense a lot. I mean that was our primary need, which makes sense based on how free agency and everything is gone and mm-hmm. um well, where the holes were and we learned a lot about quasi like i think that quasi would be a great like wingman at the bar because he seems like he's really good at like alley-ooping you know you to get where you want to go yeah and not so much you know it's the, like he's very unselfish my my last as a gm as i reiterate for like the millionth <laughs> time it feels like clearly his strategy is acquiring as many good players as possible especially if we have a lot of holes most people um, that's that's their strategy not necessarily they move like the lions didn't they well, gave acquire up as capital. many good players as possible no like, that you, just depends on your good definition right the, the thing is the, in the draft there are probably any given draft just historically speaking i don't know five like elite players at their position that get taken sure yeah like a, i don't know what the numbers like probably it's low six. it's low six of the 200 and i think there were like 62 or 64 people taken this year of those probably five will no, become it, like it always guys six. okay yeah so six <laughs> so do you try to throw a dart and hope you land one of those six yes or do you take guys that you know can impact and it's you know it's it's a it's not Fans aren't going to like it as much just because it's not splashy. You're not going to like see massive swings, but then you won't see massive swings and misses. It's great if you hit, but I, if I, you don't, it sucks. I just wish that he would have gotten this job sooner. I think it would have been really fun for the Packers to trade up and draft Justin Jefferson. And that this, would have been really this is great all, for me. This is all was saying without seeing any of these guys take a single snap in the NFL. Yeah, we don't cause, know because the season doesn't start. Any for of them several months. are going to be. So that's where I'm like, I'm, I'm glad this is being recorded and how you're how you are acting. I just and I, you'll just see. I here. feel like. Whenever you have to say, whenever you have to fall back to the, well, we don't know how it's going to turn out yet because it hasn't happened yet. That's not a good place to be. I'm, as a fan. I feel good about the players we took. Okay. Like, I'm, the thing it is, it seems like you're, it seems like you're getting very philosophical about it. I'm not at all. Okay. It, it's like saying, like, you're, you're going in this, like, treating <laughs> like we just handed you an all pro. It's like, no, no, we don't, that didn't happen. Like, I don't think when the Eagles traded down, they are just passed, not trade down. They pass on Justin Jefferson. They didn't think that Jalen Rieger would suck that bad. But, you know, here we are. Yeah. And, and, so and crazy just, shit happens all the time. And you don't know how it's going to go. And with that, let's get into the Packers. Yeah. And unlike Adam's fairly level-headed and consistent feelings about his team's performance. You say consistent or inconsistent? Consistent. Okay. I was going to say, I feel yeah. like I've been pretty No, no. You're, like you're quite consistent. Like, I, I have inconsistent feelings. Okay. So the Packers, you know, and we should probably kind of touch on the draft uh, between 12 and 22 here. Um, and, you know, a lot of this, that there was the runner receivers that ends with Jamison Williams going to the uh, Lions Jahan Dotson gets taken by the commanders in an interesting choice. And then the Titans trade with the Eagles. Eagles get AJ Brown yeah. and the Titans use the pick to draft new AJ Brown. Yeah. Basically the closest to AJ Brown in this draft. Yeah. Traylon Burks. Burks. Yeah. And from there, I mean, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers is, is significant, but like not for the Packers. Thank God. Um, and so, we're kind of looking at the board and the receivers that are left, you know, Sky Moore is left. Pickens is left. Uh, Christian Watson. Watson is left. Yeah. So there's, there's some guys, but definitely kind of the, the big five, if you want to call it, plus Jahan Dotson are all gone. Yep. And I was, I was concerned because I can't help but watch the draft play out and think, we're going to end up with another Amari Rogers in the third or something like that. I have a very hard time grasping the concept of round two when we're in round one. It feels like it doesn't exist. And so the Packers up at 22 draft Quay Walker linebacker from Georgia Yep. in like an out of character move. Yeah. Interior linebacker, not like an edge rusher, yeah. like an interior linebacker. Yeah. So an interior linebacker, and that historically is a position that the Packers just have not 
put a lot of value in. And there's a lot of teams that don't put a lot of value in that. And if you combine that historical tendency with the fact that we just signed a linebacker in Devondre Campbell, yeah, paid him $50 million, which I love and I think he deserves, but <laughs> I'm sitting there and they said Quay Walker's name and there's there's a recording. You can go watch it on TikTok. I was not happy. Um, and I'm still, I don't love it. Like, yeah. I think that, I just don't think that it's a, it, it's a good value at that spot. I don't, you know, I, I understand that all the receivers that were left kind of would have been a pretty big reach at 22, mm-hmm. but it just, it, it still strikes me as weird and yeah. out of character. And maybe there's something about him that they love and, you know, who knows? It will. I mean, Georgia defense, very good. Yep. Tons of guys from that Georgia defense drafted. I think 15 Georgia players, that includes offense too, mm-hmm. were taken, which were the most. And I think that's been the most in quite some time. It's more than Bama usually has. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, yeah 15 was, I, I like, literally like a record for yeah. for a handful for the last few years. Yeah. LSU when the, the Joe Burrow year mm, was yep, a big yep, yep, one. Yep. I think they only had like 11 or 12. So 15 was crazy amount. Yeah, 15 and no quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then, you know, that's the pick at 22. Here we are. And we kind of go through. I'm not going to read off uh, everything between 22 and 28 because there's not a lot of interesting stuff there. There's some linemen. There's there's a lineman. There's some defensive players. Packers are up at 28. This is kind of the moment because we don't pick until late second round, it, you know, it, at, at this time right. without a trade happening. We don't pick until late second round. I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be a reach, but you got to get somebody. You got to get Pickens. You got to get Christian Watson. I didn't really want Sky Moore. I didn't feel like the small shifty burner was what we needed. I feel like we got enough guys that are kind of that archetype. So it was, and and Pickens was kind of above Watson to me. Mm -hmm. I said into the camera, I said, Pickens is all I have left. Yep. And they drafted... Devontae Wyatt. Defensive tackle out of Georgia, Devontae Wyatt. Another Bulldog, so big night for Eric Stokes. Um, but, and, and again, it's, and this one isn't as out of character because we did need to get Kenny Clark some help. Yeah. Like, he is a great tackle, and he's basically all we have. We got a bunch of nothing behind him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't hate the positional pick. I think it's a little bit weird. But in a vacuum, I don't I don't really mind it that much. It's just that this was where I thought if we don't get, you know, even a, we, we got to at least get like a second tier wide receiver or something. We couldn't get one of these top five guys. I understand that. If you don't want to trade up, then you're not going to get them. Right. But we're not even going to get a, a tier two guy. Yeah. We're, we're going to be down here, you know, taking guys in the third. And that doesn't work all the time. And so I was I was pretty crushed. The first round, it, it was tough for me. Uh, on a, on a deep personal level, and I almost didn't watch the second round, but I thought, you know what? Why not? How could it get any worse? And I looked at my girlfriend, who's a Vikings fan, and I said, "Hey, the Vikings picked thirty-four. You want to watch that?" And she sat down with me, and we were sitting on the couch watching. And they said, "The Minnesota Vikings have traded the thirty-fourth pick mm-hmm. to the Green Bay Packers," and I freaked out. I was so happy. I I was ecstatic. I don't think football's made me that happy in a long time. I've been like I've been like content when my team does really well and been like, ah, that's nice. But I haven't been like, oh my god, happy like I was in that moment. Maybe ever again for the rest of my life. And the Packers drafted Christian Watson, which was kind of a surprise because Pickens is still on the board. But I think Pickens has kind of some attitude issues and Christian Watson is a very like he's quote unquote like the Packers type. I, I think they drafted him only because his dad played for the Packers. No, he, he matches all of like the measurables, like the trends that they try to hit with their draft picks, the, the cone time, the 40, the height, the weight. He's not very good at he's, catching the football. He's a little bit on the older side. He, he He's younger than Justin Jefferson. That's a, that's a fun fact for you. What do you mean? He's all right. I'm he's sorry. older. He's than older. Justin. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, I was gonna older, say, I'm like, he's, he's older not. than Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So he's so. a little bit on the older side for <laughs> for a draft pick, yeah. um, which isn't great. But it seems like they like what they got. I think that he he's very raw and he kind of yeah. has the physical tools to do well. And I mean, Devontae Adams 
got labeled with the drop problem when he was drafted, and it took him a couple of years to get his shit together. But I, I, I just think that there is a lot of potential here, and I'm so glad that they did something. How, how old is Aaron Rodgers? Uh, 30. Yeah? Yeah. Is he 30? Plus, <laughs> plus how many more? No, it's just 30. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, there's the denial coming in. Because like you said that, it takes it took Devontae Adams a few years. It's like, what's the one thing the Packers definitely like, don't have a ton of? It's a few years. Like yeah. a ton of time. Yeah. Like, you got two years currently, and now put Rodgers over 40. We'll see. I mean. I mean, we'll see. But yeah. it, at least, like I said, they did something. I think they made probably the best move they could make. You could, you could, it's, it's either him or Pickens. Yeah. The I thing don't is, think either one was a home run either. Here, the way I look at it is I think Pickens, Pickens would be more ready. Like he'll be more ready for this year, for 2022, uh, than Watson would be just based on the competition they played against, the polish they have. Yeah. Um, so that's where I would have been like, if it was Pickens, I probably would have been that's better for the current roster of the Packers for the for the for, next year for the next year or yeah. two, yeah. For 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 Rod, basically for all intents and purposes, for Rogers' remaining years with the Packers or yeah. in the NFL, I think Pickens would have been more impactful. Um, I think Watson. He might have the high. You could say he has the higher ceiling. I think it's close between those two, just because they are so similar, like physical measurables. Um, but we'll see how he develops. It all just depends on how he develops. Yeah, how quickly he develops. And I and I think that the decision was based a lot on like attitude stuff with Pickens. You know, yeah. he has had some issues and kind of coachability and stuff like that, where it seems like everything I've heard about Christian Watson doesn't. It doesn't really point to stuff like that. Hmm. We we'll just hope he bucks the the latest the the last few years of trends of NDSU players. Hey, tr- Trey Lance had a couple touchdowns last year when he was allowed to have the ball. <laughs> yeah, but those see those are quarterbacks. We all know quarterbacks at NDSU are elite. They're nothing but. Yeah, so true. We don't know anything about anyone else. Well, we're gonna find out. And the only other thing I want to note about this pick, besides how happy it made me and how ecstatic I was for the rest of the day. I do think that the Vikings got more value on this trade. I mean, like significantly. Yeah. And then we, well, unlike we like the Lions trade. This isn't really debatable. The yeah. Packers traded their two later second round, right? It was it two? It was 52 and 59. Yeah. Yeah. So two two late second round picks to which move we up then, to the front which of the we then which we then used or 53 and 59 which we then used to move up. We used one of those to move up to 42. Yeah. So we took basically from those picks Andrew we got Andrew Booth and Ed Ingram. With the Packers picks. Yeah. So, I mean, that that one, unlike the Lions trade, is not as even. There is a clear kind of winner by, you know, the, the value of the picks. Yeah. But that said, it's another one of those things where what if Christian Watson is awesome? Yeah. You guys are going to have to deal with that. And it's just so weird that it happened twice but see that, with the same position. But that's why I'm not as draft. I'm not as worried because it's like, Rodgers, I've just been waiting. You know, it's just a matter of time until he is Whatever gone. Whatever you have to keep telling yourself. Yeah, like, you, exactly. Like, he's, he's never going to retire. He's not going to be there forever, no. Kevin. Sorry to tell you, he's, but he's, he's not. He's doing cleanses. He's so healthy. No, he's not. He's got the natural oils of his hair. It's gross, dude. His hair is so gross. Natural. Natural shit. So then we get into the we get into day three now. Packers in the third round took a uh, offensive lineman. I think he played tackle, probably gonna switch to guard in the NFL. Uh Sean Ryan out of UCLA. I think he's a nice kind of depth piece at guard, could compete for a starting spot on the inside there, but you know, a developmental player in the third. I thought that was a pretty solid pick. Um, and then we had Romeo Dubs, uh, wide receiver out of Nevada. Is it at, Dubs or Dubs? I think it's Dubs. Okay. At uh, 132 overall in the fourth round. Uh, and I think he's kind of a nice day three wide receiver. I don't have a high hopes for him, but he's fast. He seems a little more polished, honestly, than Christian Watson. And he has a lot of kick return upside. He's very quick. He's very fast. How and- dare you disrespect Amari Rodgers? He is your return man. Well, that's the thing. I saw someone tweet out where they were like, "I'm I'm excited that you know we have Dubs and because he, he can he can start doing the return punts, so Amari Rogers can focus on developing into a wide receiver." 
and I quote tweeted it and just said, because Amari Rodgers is bad at it. Hey, like, it, you don't it, need it, to it give worked, him an excuse. It worked out. I mean, doing that, it worked out for KJ Osborne. He stopped trying to be our punt return guy, and he had 700 yards receiving or whatever. Well, I'm sure it doesn't. Like, you know, I'm sure it doesn't hurt, good. but it's like, it's not like Amari Rodgers is killing it back there, and we're like, no, Amari, you need to focus on being a receiver. Yeah, he no, just, he stinks at it. Yeah. He's not good at it. And punt returning is one of those things where when you fuck up a couple times, you get worse at it because then you're. You're nervous and you're trying to not fuck up super hard and you end up doing it more. And the whole thing is just a mess. So I like dubs in the fourth, uh, if nothing else, for special teams. And then the last guy I wanted to mention is uh, Zach Tom, offensive lineman, Wake Forest, kind of same same general vein as Sean Ryan, just, you know, kind of an interior offensive line depth piece. Mm -hmm. Good to have. uh, Much better than Zachary Thomas, drafted by the Bears. That guy fucking sucks. Yeah, the Bears, the Bears is just the fuck are they doing it's like, like that guy's got too many letters like zach tom zachary thomas like well, like the only like person they actually the gave to their young quarterback that needs help is like velis jones he's Jr. got byron pringle what more could you possibly want it's <sighs> bad yeah so so that's that's the packers and i give their overall draft grade a b Okay. Um. I. I mean, the first round picks could work out. They could be awesome. I mean, it's definitely within the realm of possibility. And yeah. I did really like uh Christian Watson in the second there. And I think the rest of what they did is is pretty chalky as far as the Packers drafts go. And if they hadn't taken Christian Watson, if they hadn't drafted up, we'd be we'd be in like C minus territory. I think. I feel like you'd be in like D. Like if you didn't take a re- no, like it, if you're, I would have been in D right after. If you're like top receiver, ended up being like Sammy Rome- Watkins, or, no Romeo Dobbs or do, do, Dubs, whatever his name is. Like I that's just told terrible. you how to pronounce. it. I'm never gonna pronounce it Dubs. It's too cool. It's Dobbs. Justin Jefferson. That's not even close. You clearly know it's Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that this, this draft, it was interesting because of like, it was so, it was crazy, but usually the crazy that we usually get with drafts is because of quarterbacks and we didn't have, we only had one taken in the first, what, 70, 80, what was the, well, you know, Malik picks. Willis to the Panthers at six. That was pretty crazy. Or Desmond Ritter got taken first. So the first 73 picks, we only had one quarterback taken, which is crazy. Um, that well, just, and, and do we want to talk about, you know, now that we're kind of done with our teams, I mean, we with the first quarterback, Kenny Pickett, to the yeah. Steelers at 20. Yep. Which, I mean, uh, I, what a great situation for Kenny Pickett to come into. Yeah. You got a great running back. I mean, your offensive line kind of stinks, but they definitely just did not need to take him at 20 at I, all. I guess, but it's like, if you like him and yeah, you, know, no, you like, want it, you want to make him a first round pick. Yeah, and quarterbacks are basically like the number the thing that you can get excused for reaching on. Like that's, yeah. that's a position where you can just because they're impact, but yeah. And he's got awesome receivers. He's got an awesome running back. I think their defense is pretty solid. I mean, I feel like Justin Fields looking at Kenny Pickett and going, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, them them taking Pickens was just – and it was Claypool announcing it too. It's just like that – it just makes sense. Because now they got two big-bodied guys, uh, which basically replaces Juju. And Pickens, I think, has a much higher ceiling than Juju. Yeah. Um, and then they still have the, the, you know, the guy that can just be in the slot in Deontay Johnson, like – I don't yeah, know. The, the the target hog. Yeah, he's he's set up for for success for sure. I, that division, I I don't know, man. Like if Deshaun Watson plays, like the current standing of the Browns is really good. Um, the Ravens, Ravens are they always had, solid. they had a phenomenal draft, like they always do. Um, well, we should talk about what the Ravens did. Yeah, so the the Ravens traded away. Uh, Hollywood Brown for to the the Cardinals because I, I I'm curious to see if the Cardinals knew about this they had to have right I think they did. that it was coming I think they did so they they the Card- back in November the Cardinals traded their 25th the 25th pick no no it was the uh, where was it where? it was before the AJ Brown trade oh it uh, which one was it was it? the 14th was it 14 yeah. It was the only pick that the Ravens had. But they didn't acquire that from them. Did they trade it again? Yeah, cause, well, because they, they moved up. 
Yeah, so I think it was the twenty like third. Yeah, it was the twenty third pick because then the the Bills traded down to twenty five, or the the Ravens traded down with the Bills to twenty five. So it was the twenty third pick is what they got for mm. Hollywood Brown, which is ah. Uh, I mean, Hollywood Brown is is good, not worth that. Good, good for the Ravens, I guess. Yeah, really good for the Ravens. Um, so the Ravens, Ravens had a great draft, as they tend to always do. And then you obviously have the Bengals, which were the AFC champions. And so then you have the Steelers. Like I don't know, like that's that's going to be a tough division to be in. I I much prefer the the NFC North with our uh, our Lions and our Bears. It's nice to have them, but like. I don't know. I could you Matt? I would not want to be. I guess the NFC West got a little weaker with the Cardinals. Oh no, the NFC West is like in total flux right now. Yeah, like who knows? I don't know. They're they're interesting because the Seahawks are fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. Um. Uh. We got we got we want to talk about Malik Willis. Yeah. So Malik Willis took quite a tumble. He didn't get taken until eighty. Uh. Where was it? 86 to Mal- the Titans. Malik Willis did like that uh, that hot rod where he's falling down the mountain for like t- 20 mm-hmm. minutes. That was Malik mm-hmm. Willis. Oh, I should have made that. That, that would have been, been great. That would have been excellent. Like Malik Willis is God, stock. I need a time machine. Fuck. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he, he went to the Titans. I think that's like a the, – the situation in terms of just like having an established starter is great. I don't know – the current setup of the Titans is not good for him. Well, and Ryan Tannehill told him to go fuck himself, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I get it. Yeah. Oh, is it his job to mentor his successor? Well, everyone always goes no. like, I don't think it's my job. And it's like, it's not your job. But dude. just don't say it. Like, Yeah, but don't you, like, you don't can't be that say guy. that and not sound like an asshole. Yeah. Um, and then you have like Kurt Warner coming out being like, you know anyone good, that good guy Kurt Warner. yeah any, anyone that's needs a mentor like I'll, call me up like, also I'll help come you. see my movie yeah actually I did see it it wasn't terrible I saw it on a plane it was better than I thought hmm. the trailers made it look terrible and it was better than I and thought. it was just okay yeah I mean it was it, mid. you know it's a it's a sports movie so it was entertaining okay well um, Kurt Warner's always good in my book yeah so I, I I thought that was cool by him but Tannehill I'd just don't say it, dude. Like it's assumed. Like no one knows. Like you're not. Your job well, is not actually well, to mentor. Yeah, him. and it's like no one's expecting. Just you don't to be like, an asshole. To like go to his house and like look at film on the weekend. Like you, yeah. you're gonna sit in the quarterback room with him, and you guys are gonna talk about shit. Like you don't need to, like you know, go on his shoulder. You don't need. He doesn't need to run around with you in a backpack like Yoda. Right. Um, I don't know. All right. I think the last bit of news was DeAndre Hopkins. So this kind of was the reason why the Cardinals made this decision yep. which by the way this was made before because hollywood brown was at the draft party that was Cardinals. that was just a coincidence he, he just got <laughs> super lucky he went to the he, wrong draft he party. just got on the private jet from the cardinals and was like oh shit i'm in glendale uh, what nuts. do i do like what are the odds yeah so he he was traded there and it was really announced this week that deandre hopkins has been suspended for six games for PEDs? Yeah. Like Wait, several PEDs? Go, going back to, to Hollywood for one second, do you think that like Lamar looked at like his Snapchat map and like Hollywood was in Arizona? He's like, hmm, that's weird. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just I'm golfing. Just, you just know? hanging out. I'm just here to golf. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Stagecoach. It's like, isn't that in California? Nah, no, I'm just over there's here. A, there's a different one. Yeah, Burning Man. It's I, at, it's I at the know. Cardinals draft party. Yeah, just, yeah, Lamar was not happy. For no, he was pissed. And like for... For an organization that has to pay him a lot of money at some point, like very soon, it's like uh, yeah, money. Money fixes like, everything. Do these quarterbacks not like? Do teams just not tell them? Yes, it's happening because like the Packers, like Rodgers didn't know. Yes, he thought it was like Devontae was like I no, thought it no, was going to be done. He, he knew. Like he, th- Devontae he, told him. I know, but like he thought that they would come to an agreement, and he like was he was hoping w- they would come to an agreement. I just feel like it was kind of like he told him as it was already like there's this the decision was made. Like Devonte then told, but him the decision was made point. by Devonte. The team wanted him back, right? And that's what I'm yeah. saying. But like, I feel like Devon. I don't know. They just seemed like it was weird that Devonte was like didn't go to him. That like, you know, I'm think I'm I'm done. Maybe man. He like, did. I'm out. I'm out. That we don't know. Well, no, actually, he he said he did. He told Rogers beforehand that it was. Rogers said he knew deal. that Devonte would never play for the Packers again. Oh, well, I don't know. Just yeah, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you told him, you're wrong. Are we sure about that though? Yes. Are you sure about that? Trust me, I'm very aware. You're of not all in his inner circle details. anymore. No, 
That's You're true. not in the inner circle anymore. Am I still wide receiver or bust? Probably. Well, that's outdated as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta fix that. Then you should say, like, good receiver or bust, or like putting good in parentheses, because then he could keep it until we know. Or I could just assume he's good now and be happy. Yeah, because you've never jinxed anything ever. So just start calling him a Hall of Famer. Mm. Just start doing it. Do yeah, it. That's, that's also a good point. Yeah. Start start praising him. Christian Watson is going to suck. Well, this is the one prediction you're going to be right on. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just the universe just fucking you. Yeah, that's fair. That that would be on brand. Um, All right, I think that's – I don't have anything else. I think – No, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, six games, PEDs. Yikes. Too bad, so sad. That's what's going to happen. Interesting to see where he goes in fantasy football. I don't. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I, yeah, he's he's quickly becoming like a problem child. Overrated. I don't know. Like I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot, and like he the last few years, basically since he's been with the Cardinals, he's been kind of just. Uh, he caught the hail mary, but against the Bills. Can you believe how smart Bill O'Brien is for trading DeAndre Hopkins for <laughs> Bill, nothing? Bill sitting there with his cleft chin, just be like, "I fucking knew it." Bill sitting there in the dark like that, like like uh, what, what's his what's the guy's name? Uh, dodgeball at the end when he's sitting there eating chips, watching White TV. Goodman. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I won that trade. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be what he's yeah, doing. Probably. He, but he's just putting chips into his butt chin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's an image I don't want to have in my head. It's too late. It's already there. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, last last tidbit. Uh, I have, I'd have. i be remiss not to mention this. So today, the weather being super nice, uh, I guess at recess, uh, Paige was outside with her students. She okay. said she played football with like the boys or whatever. Whoa. And... She she called herself she truck stick. Somebody. She said she was exactly like Joey B out there, Joe Burrow. That's like her favorite football wow. player. Wow, she had the glasses and the Cartier glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she then showed them all up because they're like asking her throw it, like throw it as far as you can, and they were all standing like really close. Like I bet you can't get it to us. And then she threw and just mailed it over their heads, and they're like. Well, I guess we'll have to stand further back next time. And she's like, "Yeah, that's right. I should have been the first overall pick. Should have been like Aaron Rodgers and just beamed him in the face." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she she wanted she wanted to to you to know that she just dominated at recess. Well, today. Paige, I heard that you lolled when I was sad about the draft. <laughs> so we're right back to even now. This got you points, but you came out of the negative and you're you're back at zero. Well, all right. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post links to our episodes each week, as well as clips on the episode, uh, reactions to NFL news, reactions to our team's news, as well as just all NFL content. Um, as always, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Without producer Justin, Kevin, final words. Thank you, Boise.